Hey guys, and welcome back to Confessions of a Wannabe It Girl. Today's episode is very special to me. We are having Steph Aello on the podcast, and she is a C5 quadriplegic makeup artist. As Steph's Instagram bio says, quadriplegic makeup artist? Yeah, we exist. Steph was a guest I had wanted to have on the podcast for such a long time. I'm literally obsessed with her humor and her personality and also how she uses her platform. And I just wanted to hear more of her story. So guys, let's go to that interview. (laughs) So you want to be an it girl? Hi guys, welcome back to Confessions of a Wanna Be It Girl. Today I am joined by Steph Aiello. Did I say that right? Yes. <laughs> oh, thank God. We were just joking about how it's hard. You have to come up with things to say what your last name is. And I was like, I always say fry gang, like French fry and a gang. And she was like, mine's like yellow. And I was like, oh, thank God. Sorry, I'm so dyslexic. But anyways, <laughs> thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to have you on this podcast. I've actually... I feel so embarrassed saying this, but I'm just going to say it. I feel like I've been stalking you for a really long time. Do you get that? Um, no, you're the first. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, fuck, now I'm really creepy. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, sometimes I do when I get like people who end up liking my, my posts from like, you know, years and years and years ago. And then mm. I'm just kind of like, oh. And then they, and then they sent a DM, sorry, I stalked your page. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I saw. I I know. So I, I'm just so excited. So I've, yeah, I've been following you for a really long time. You have a very, I would say very large Instagram following, which is amazing. But I want to go way, way, way back. I want to start with what were you like as a child? Oh my gosh. (laughs) I was the tomboy of my family. I, I have an identical twin sister. And so we could not be more opposite. And I think I thrived off of, off of being her opposite. Like if she was quiet, I'd be like, well, I'm not quiet. And, you know, like I, tr- I tried so hard to be different because everyone saw us as the identical twins. Mm. As a child, I was very much tomboy. I did. I played football. I played baseball. I did softball. I did martial arts. I did all that. So I was absolutely nothing like I am or what I look like wow. today. <laughs> Right, because a huge part of your platform is also makeup. So I was not expecting that. Yeah, makeup, high heels, fashion, and I was not that girl growing up. Oh my gosh. So I want to know about your personality. Have you always been like very bold, fearless, and like honest? Yes, I really think I get that from my Nona, my my Italian grandma, where she's always said that we're we're both crazies. Like we're both just wild and very outspoken. And and I've, I've, and it's something that I take pride in because I know it's a lot for some people, mm-hmm. but I like the fact that people around me always know that I'm speaking my mind and that I'm being right. honest. Like no one has to be like, well, is she lying about that? It's like, no, this is really, no, this know. is me. Like whatever I say, I'm mean. <laughs> but I feel like that also makes you a really good friend because you really do say what you say. So like, I like to think so. <laughs> I mean, I always say this. I'm like, do you want the friend to be like, you look so great and you look awful? Or do you want the friend being like, hey, I love you, but I really think you should change. Like, yeah, who's the better friend? Yeah, <laughs> like, That's what I always think. So- 
Then going into your background, when did you realize you loved makeup? So I've always had a passion for changing the appearance of things. And so it actually started off with me being a dog groomer and I wanted to make dogs look pretty. And then um, I started playing with makeup and I was like, well, now I want to make humans look pretty, uh, prettier. Obviously, they're still beautiful without makeup. But yeah, I saw like how dogs responded and how they, they kind of wag their tail differently when they're groomed. And I wanted, you know, humans to experience that kind of transition too. So I really got into makeup and I started playing with my friends, my family's hair makeup. I used to do my twins hair and makeup. And yeah, and so right before my car accident, I decided I'm going to go to cosmetology school. And my best friend was the one who helped me um, get ready and get signed up for it. Um, And then I got in my car accident. So I still ended up going to beauty school after I did get uh, certified as a professional makeup artist, which was challenging, um, being the only quadriplegic in the room. Yeah, I didn't really make many friends there. (laughs) Oh, my God. See, okay, so that's something if you're comfortable to speak on. I mean, when did how did this life changing event happen for you? And a side note, I would like to say my mother is also a quadriplegic. I, this is just a personal note because I have a podcast mic and I think I'm entitled to say something. If you are walking around a mall, it is never okay to just go up to that person and ask what happened. It's personally a pet peeve of mine. And I know it is of my mother's as well. She's going to listen to this and laugh. And it's like the audacity some people have. So like, I'm starting with if you're comfortable to speak on it. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course. I, I personally, like, I don't mind when people are like, Oh, well, what's your story? I think it's how they present it. Mm -hmm. And like, I often get especially like at bars, like, you know, people who have been drinking, they end up saying like, Oh, what's wrong with you? And I have an issue with that. Yes. Like, I have an issue with the way it's presented and the time of it too. If I'm like, you know, obviously having a conversation, don't approach me with that. I might be out trying to forget I'm injured for the night and you're over here asking me so oh, what a shit pickup line <laughs> yeah right or, or I get the you're so inspirational like oh my and I'm like I'm, I'm just living bro hey like, like I'm, I'm here just, to drink like you chill the yeah. fuck out like <laughs> like what that got a shitty work week like just <laughs> chill out <laughs> oh people uh, so yeah, so my injury actually happened 10 years ago. Um, in 2010, I was driving home from Las Vegas and it was fairly early in the morning around three o'clock and uh, we decided to just leave. And my passenger and I ended up overcorrecting the car. I originally dozed off behind the wheel. I heard the bumps on the side of the road. And when I went to correct myself, he uh, assisted me in doing such. So he grabbed the steering wheel and we overcorrected the vehicle and ended up launching off an overpass. And so I am now a C5 through 7 quadriplegic. And then two years after I got diagnosed with cancer. So I did that as well. (laughs) And oh, actually my first time back in a car, I got hit by a drunk driver and then my mom got airlifted to the hospital. I'm still in rehab and we, they let me go home for Christmas for six hours and we get nailed by a drunk driver who tried to flee the scene. So it was all really interesting, (laughs) but I like to say, you know, bad things come in threes and nothing bad has happened since. So my threes are done. Hopefully. (laughs) Yeah, no. Yes, absolutely. And thank you so much for being so freeing with your story and like sharing your experience, because I think it's important for people to hear that. Like these things are like 
fairly common. Like it's mm-hmm. not that rare in some like, like, do you know how many drunk driving accidents there are like in the past five years, like thousands. And mm-hmm. yet sometimes like people are like, oh, that would never happen. I'm like, no, it, they, these things do. And like, it's okay to express that. So, yeah. So that's kind of how I feel too. When, when people comment on my social media or are they like laughing about something that I've posted and not in like a positive way. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't intended to be funny. My response is usually like, you know, it's funny now, but God forbid this ever happens to you or someone, you know, and suddenly it's not going to be funny anymore. Cause I wasn't born like this. Like, oh. this is like the challenges that has been presented to me in my life. Like there's like, you have to think that way. Like, I think you know, I was also naive in a sense because, you know, you think it's never going to happen to you and then it does. And I think that that's a lot of able bodies and ableism. They always think that it's never going to happen to them and God forbid, but sometimes it does. Right. And I think it's taking down the, the fact that we're all so naive. Like, I feel like I've, there's so many different situations where people say like, this doesn't happen to me. This isn't reality. And it's like, yes, it does. That's actually reality is you need to mm-hmm. be aware and be like accepting of it too. It's no different than another yeah, life. I totally agree. So after this, your life was obviously very changed on top of it. Also a battle with cancer. What was your next move? So my next move after my injury was just trying to get out of depression first and foremost. And I don't know how or what did it, what gave me the motivation, but or triggered the thought, but I just remember one day waking up and remembering my dad always telling me there's no such thing as I can't. And that triggered me. And it was something that I've been raised on and that I hadn't heard in so long, but that morning I just remembered it randomly. And I was like, okay, this is, this is something I can do. And I want to do something with it. And so, so then, yeah. And then I was like, you know what, maybe I'll try going to beauty school again. And I put it on hold, put it on hold. And every time I try to sign up, I would get really scared and back out. And then I just decided just to go for it. And I did it. And yeah, so now I'm a certified makeup artist. And since then I've been blessed to work with like beauty brands and fashion brands. And one of the biggest ones is Ulta Beauty. I was our first wheelchair model. So um, that's like, I just feel so now, now that is what gives me my drive to continue on is the fact that I get to see other people doing and working with companies that I not necessarily, I don't want to like say it like this, but like for lack of a better word, opened those doors to that they weren't working with people with disabilities and now they are. And it's really freaking cool. And I'm super excited about it. Wow. How did that, do you remember the moment you found out you got that? I was freaking out. They actually DM'd me and I was like, oh, this can't be real. And I checked and I was like, it really is Ulta. And um, I, we ended up emailing back and forth. I got obviously my manager involved and he said, you know, we got the deal. And I didn't think it was going to be as huge as it ended up being. And what made it even bigger is this little girl named Marin, um, and she's in uh, Virginia. She took a photo in a wheelchair in front of my photo in an Ulta beauty store, and it went viral. And oh it was just so huge for the community to see a rep- uh, someone representing them. Because I think that was like my biggest thing with my depression when I first got injured is I looked at these beauty catalogs and you know commercials and all this stuff, and there was nobody representing the new me. 
Mm -hmm. The the new normal that I needed to find comfort in was not seen anywhere. And so it's really cool to know that, you know, now and these days, I mean, it's a shocker to the world, but people can open up a catalog and see someone like them, whether that's me or other, you know, gliders, I think it's just freaking amazing. Oh my gosh. I, I know that this is, it's literally your Instagram name, but do you say gliders like always? I do. I love that. I'm stealing it. I'm telling my mom that we always, we always joke. Like it's a car. Like we're always like turn signal. Like we have fun with that, but I, I love that you say gliders as your community. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm not against using like wheelchair user, but I just think it just sounds so much cooler. Like cute. Like it's literally cute (laughs) shit. Like I think it's adorable. Like That's so, so speaking of community, like, how did you get involved with the rollette? So actually the founder, Chelsea, you know, kind of bugged me a lot to go to a camp and I didn't want to go. <laughs> and uh, so I ended up going to one and, you know, I ended up doing a camp and her and I ended up growing a friendship where I was like, okay, I'll, I'll participate in this. And um, yeah, that's kind of how we met. And um, I was the first quadriplegic to be on the dance team too, which wow. I feel like was really, really good for my quadriplegic community, like to see like people like them, like similar to them dancing. And and now we have like Natalie and Maya and, you know, we have other quads on the team. So it's really cool to see, you know, different, different diagnosis. And I think that that's what like the roulettes is about. It's just like bringing, you know, everyone of different abilities together to, to make them feel empowered and, you know, motivated to just chase their dreams, no matter how different they look doing it. Right. So on that note, kind of what's your everyday look like? Is every day different? Like what is your day to day? (laughs) My day to day. Oh my gosh. So I actually run a home health agency and my brother-in-law and I are, are in the process of opening up an outpatient center. So um, thank you. I'm really excited about it. It's, it's not going to be like your typical outpatient center. It's going to be like fun and cool and someplace that people want to go to, you know, and have like a different type of hospital experience, you know, nobody likes a sterile environment. Yeah. It's just, you know, and I'm talking about like, I want to have like after hours where like there's club music and people are working out. Like I'm like, we're, we're doing fun, cool stuff. So, um, that'll hopefully be evolving, um, by the, by the end of this year. This is my first time ever openly talking about it. My social media doesn't know about this. No one knows about it. So top secret information here. Top secret, <laughs> but um, but yeah. So my everyday consists of me, you know, getting up. Honestly, first thing in the morning, I I see my chair. And some mornings, it's like I just don't want to transfer. And but I get up and I do, it and I feel better. I work out every morning. Wow. I usually have my meals already prepped because I am trying to be fit. Oh, <laughs> trying <God>. keyword. <laughs> Story of my life. Um, so I do my meal prepping and then I work, you know, you know, all day and then I get off and I film. And then some days I get off and I edit and, or I'm, you know, I try to not work so much on weekends because I feel like for many years I was so consumed with work mm-hmm. that I didn't have time for friends or family. And I miss that. And I love my friends and family. So yeah, so that's kind of what I do on a daily basis. Every day is a little different. Like today I get to chill with you. So and we love, we're loving it. 
So fun question too. Um, this is my favorite myth buster to bust. And do you drive as well? I do. Oh, great. And um, what's a what's a misconception about uh, your driving that you would like to share? A lot of people are like, but you can't move your legs. Like, and I'm like, dude, we're in 2021. You think that they haven't come up with something like no, that? I know. <laughs> what? So um, I've actually done a TikTok where I showed my hand controls and kind of like take that away. Mm -hmm. And then also the fact that like, I feel like some people think that because I drive, I have to be in an accessible vehicle. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't, I have a little Honda Civic and I break down my chair and put it in the car piece by piece. And yeah. So that's just kind of like how, yeah, I love driving. It's probably one of my most favorite places to be in. (laughs) <laughs> I like my brain relaxes so hard when I'm driving. It's it's my favorite time of the day, honestly. I lived 30 miles away from where I went to high school. So that time, it's just like it I feel sent oh, I feel center after I drive. <laughs> That's so great. Um, so crazy that we both love the cars. So you kind of mentioned that you have content you always put out every day. On the show, we talk a lot about Instagram and how Instagram can be such a highlight reel of what people want to see and very curated. And I feel like you have a very authentic approach to your Instagram. And like, how did you start using Instagram that way? Oh boy. So I originally started doing YouTube and when I started to grow a following on Instagram, I wanted to make shorter clips for Instagram for this purpose. I knew that there was like, I had a larger following on Instagram and not everyone was viewing my YouTube videos. My one thing is when I first got injured, there was nobody who was a female C5 quadriplegic showing how they put on their high heels. How do they get dressed? How do they get in the car? How do they do their makeup? No, there was nothing for me to to look at, to like learn and to grow from. And our, uh, I will be honest, our, our, my community is extremely competitive at times where quadriplegics will not share what information I I knew two girls who were the same level as me um, when I first got injured. And when I would ask a question, like, how do you break down your chair? They would stop responding. Um, Like, it's just, I've actually had a mom call me a bitch because I was able to do hands and knees before her daughter. So this community is extremely competitive. Um, when it comes to recovery. So I, I said, I didn't want anyone to struggle like me. And I, I, when I started to figure it out, I started producing the content and I started making those videos so that people who were like me, who just needed something. And even if they weren't at the level of function that I'm at, it would give them that little bit of hope that they could be, and then they could do it. And so, yeah, so that's kind of how I originally started wanting wanting to make uh, that type of content. So then at what point you're on Instagram and like your Instagram just starts blowing up? Like, what was that like? Uh, That was wild. That was when I first started doing my OOTDs and uh, companies started like reposting my photos that I would tag them in. And so I remember one night I was, I was coming home from a fifth harmony concert and I posted, I will never forget the photo. I was like in this black jumpsuit and my twin is in the passenger seat and we're coming home from this concert. I'm driving. And every time she pulled down, it was like, Brah. and every time she refreshed, Brah. it was like a whole, like it was oh like that God. photo just blew up. 
And, um, that was like my first, and we are both freaking out. Like we didn't know what to do with it. Like, I was like, I don't know what to do. Oh my gosh. It's, well, I'm like, this is like, I just, it's, I can see this happening. It's like, I can only imagine, like I get annoyed when five notifications go off. To, so to have that, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I do have my notifications all muted. Um, Me too so now. <laughs> it's kind of hard, you know, like no, it's interesting while I'm working. Um, I have to set hours for that. But yeah, Instagram has changed a lot since then. I think it's a lot more difficult to have that kind of viral moment on Instagram now because there's so many rules to the algorithm Mm -hmm. that they have in place. Um, Now I get that kind of high from like TikTok where Mm -hmm. I'll post a video and it'll have like a million views and you're like, holy crap, like, you know? So, um, but I love, I love Instagram and it's always been like, it's going to be like my little home there. I love that. And do you feel like it's the same kind of information you're sharing from Instagram to TikTok? Has that changed at all? In the beginning at TikTok, I feel like I was more like no makeup, just throw it out there mm-hmm. type of thing. I feel like Instagram has become more of like it's branded now, like I've made it a brand. And so TikTok, I was having more fun with. And now I feel like with TikTok, because you can respond to comments with a video, it's really fun to interact with your audience like that yeah. and have like like a conversation and yeah. like people saying like, I mean, I know I get really witty and sassy with no, it. I, I freaking love it. It's my, and that's why I was like, have you always been bold? Like go on. <laughs> yeah. So like sometimes like people will like, okay. So one that was like really funny to me was someone who said, what was it about? Oh, I guess your favorite position is missionary. And I was like, if that's what you think, when you look at my body, you must be really boring. Like, like, are you kidding me? Like you're, where's your creativity? Like we don't want you. You're boring. Yeah. Like, ew. (laughs) More creative. My favorite is the one where someone was like, I didn't know you could cross your legs and you're like clapping. Like, all right. Like, great job. No, you seriously throw up so much sass, but it's like, it's so true. I'm like, do people stop to think or no? (laughs) No, no, never. And I think that's so fun. (laughs) No, I think it's so fun. And it's like, also like, I think people really relate to that because they're like, oh yeah, that is really dumb. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, then the comments on that, I mean, I kind of feel bad when they like end up attacking people who've said that comment, Mm -hmm. but I mean, what do you expect when you leave such stupidity on someone's page or like talk crap about them? Like you're going to have people are going to protect them. If you didn't want that type of response, you shouldn't have dished it out. Like then don't put it out there. No, then don't put it out there. If you can't take it back. Exactly. Be prepared for what you're doing. Like, obviously this type of content has a following, it has a meaning, it has a place in the world. So Mm -hmm. like, if you're asking a question by all means, but like ask the question nicely, maybe, and maybe you won't. Yeah, (laughs) totally. Totally. Like, um, I mean, I think one of my favorite ones was when I, someone told me, well, stand up then. And so I literally pulled out my standing frame and got into my standing frame and stood up in my standing frame. But the best part about that, it wasn't like my comeback. Like, I guess, like, it was like really cool for people to see me stand. But there were so many people who had relatives or who were injured themselves who didn't know that a standing frame even existed. So it was really cool for that response for the community to see like, holy crap, you can stand with this machine. What is this? Mm -hmm. Like, tell me more. And so that was really cool because it ended up being educational. Right. You're spreading more information. 
information. And that like, you know, even for myself, like I had no idea that like sometimes this information is not accessible to even the people who are looking for it. Mm -hmm. Like that, I mean, it blows, blows my mind. So I just, I can't even, I can't even say anymore because it just (laughs) literally mind blowing, but totally pivoting, very different. I would be very naive if I didn't ask you this. What is your like favorite beauty tricks that are out and about right now? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Uh, Beauty tricks right now. I'm loving, let's see, tricks. Or styles. I think my favorite styles right now that is going on is like the lighter, like weighted makeup, like Mm -hmm. less concealer, more natural looking vibes. Mm -hmm. I do think that a trick that I was kind of like, man, because that was my thing. Like I, I taught myself how to put on false lashes by eyeliner, by putting the glue on by like, it's like it's eyeliner. Right. I have been doing this for 10 years. Okay. I've been doing this for years and one like higher up person who is way more popular than myself posted a video with her able body hands doing it. And it blew up and everyone's doing it. I'm like, you guys, this like has existed forever. Like, (laughs) oh, the yeah, the magnet lashes, whatever. I still haven't even tried. No, with not like regular glue. I've done like, yeah. So regular glue. I, I mind blown. So you put the glue on as eyeliner? As eyeliner, like with a little paintbrush as eyeliner. And then I stick, once it starts to dry, I'll stick the eyelash on. So that's kind of gone viral, which I'm excited about because I feel like, you know, more people who are quadriplegic may have seen that video who may not have seen mine. So um, then they can learn from that. But I was just like, dang it. If I would have like linked up with a company and shared this. Like, <laughs> I still think there's time. I don't see why not do it now. Well, I just think it would have happened sooner for sure. the community. You know what I mean? Sure, like sure. if I would have done it years ago, I just didn't think it was that inventive, but I guess it was- <laughs> Like, I thought this is normal. Oh, yeah, this is normal. <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, so do you have any favorite products right now? So my current favorite products, oddly enough, talking about lashes, is this Velour eyeliner. It is eyeliner glue. Oh, mind blown. Perfect. perfect. I've been loving that. I just like, because I wear love eyeliner. So mm. I'll just throw that on and throw on my lashes right after. I love um, Benefits Cookie Highlighter. Um, and it's really hard because I uh, like a lot of products that I usually love. You can't wear with a mask. Like mm-hmm. I love like dewy face and I can't wear it like that setting spray. And so I feel like COVID has really put a change into like what is popular, um, currently, um, cause everything needs to be long lasting. So Okay, you're looking beautiful. You're wearing like full makeup. I just have to ask, do you do this every day? No. Okay. Absolutely wow. not. <laughs> and how long does it take you? I I probably got this done in like 20 minutes today. Yeah. I just threw it together really quickly because it was like, you know, 6.30 in the morning and I'm like. <laughs> I'm dead. I'm like, I don't know. I feel like on average, it takes me like an hour to do my makeup and I'm looking up YouTube videos. I'm screenshotting things. Like, so I'm so impressed that you do it so fast. <laughs> do you have a difference between, I will say for our sake, not COVID makeup and COVID makeup, like going out look versus daily look? What's the big difference for you? So daily look, it's basically concealer, blush, um, mascara in a lip balm. Like that's what I usually wear every day. And then going out, it's like foundation, 
bronzer, highlighter, blush, eyeshadow, lashes, like eyebrows, lipstick. Like there's a lot that goes into it. So all nine hours. We love that. So yeah. you're on, I'm just, I've heard whispers of this and I'm not a makeup person at all. I just try to look like a human. Um, do, you're for no foundation in the daily look. Yes. It, I'm, did, I'm, any, any reason? Well, I think that the reason is COVID because mm-hmm. wearing a mask, I don't want to break out with too much product underneath. So I've been focusing a lot more on like skincare and hydration so that I don't have like, what is it? What are they, what do they call it? Mask me. Mask me. Yeah. Yeah. Mask me. I like, I, oh, I've got that one down because I have it so bad. I'm at the point I put, this was a huge on TikTok. Remember when everyone's talking about the band-aids, like on the face to like pull out acne, like the, I don't know, the Hyla hyaluronic oh no that's not it there are these types of band-aids i'm gonna have to look this up i'll link it in the show oh is it like a sticker yes and like you can put them over and it pulls the goo out when i am gonna be wearing the mask for a long time i just put that over my like acne trigger spots and that's so smart yeah especially if i'm working out in public you know with like sweat i'm just like i'm just gonna wear that so that's brilliant i have some of those actually they're great. I mean, I've seen people wear them out and like you, you don't know unless you know, you know, it's like that. Kind of yeah. Thing. So, so interesting. Yeah. We, we love a good makeup. We love a good look. Uh, so totally pivoting back though. If you were to walk away from this life, what is one lesson you want to teach this world? I, I mean, I think like injury wise, and I think like even maybe even in just life, but something that I always tell people that are newly injured. And I think that um, able bodies can take something from this too, is to always be optimistic, but realistic. So you want to be realistic in the moment and accept things for what they are, but be optimistic for the future. And I think that that's something that's really hard for people to do because they just think about the future and want that and and strive for that and only that. And they forget to enjoy the moment of what it is. So you have to be realistic, like me with my injury. I'm realistic. I'm a C5. This is what I can and can't do today. But I'm optimistic that hopefully someday there is a cure. But you have to find ways to be happy in the moment and be realistic with what life is right now and accept it for what it is. So, yeah. I love that. And if you could talk to someone who's going through some life changes, what would you say to them or say to yourself in the past? I think fear is like the first thing that keeps coming to my mind. And I'm not quite sure like, where I'm trying to go with this. But when I first think about me first being first injured and other people that I meet who are newly injured, I think fear is like the first thing, like we're afraid of what our life is going to be like. And we're afraid of finding a new normal. And I feel like if there's something I can tell myself and what I tell newly injured is to, you know, to not be afraid to try. Um, I'm, I'm a C5. I should not be as functional as I am. And I mean, but I've eliminated a lot of fear. I transfer without a slide board now. And, you know, like it's, but it's the whole thing of trying and don't be afraid of how much time it takes. Cause it used to take me 45 minutes to break down my chair and put in the car. Now I'm down to like probably less than a minute. I'm like quicker than hell, but it's practice, practice, practice and never giving up. And I know that sounds so cheesy, but it really is what it is and not being afraid to, to try. You don't want to live a life of what if. 
And I think that that's super important for anyone, even if you're not differently abled, like don't live a life of what if, live a life to say like, okay, well, I know what had happened and I know it didn't work out or I know what I can do better or different, but don't ever say, well, what if I would have tried? So yeah. I love that. Steph, thank you so, so much. I have been literally, I'll admit it, Instagram crushing over you for a very long time. And I just want to say thank you so much for being here and sharing your story and all these wise words of wisdom. And please plug yourself. Where can we find you? (laughs) Um, I am the letter U walk underscore I glide on all platforms. That's TikTok, even WW, which formerly Weight Watchers, Um, (laughs) Instagram, um, and on YouTube, I am Steph Yellow. (laughs) Thank you so much again, guys, and we'll see you next week. Guys, as always, thank you so much for listening, but an even bigger thank you to Steph for coming on the podcast and sharing your story with us. I literally feel that you are the type of influencer this world needs. I love looking at Steph's content because I really feel that this adds value to the social media world and also like her personality couldn't match it better. And I just wanted to say thank you so much again, Steph, for coming on this podcast. And guys, if you are not already following You Walk, I Glide, you absolutely need to stop what you're doing and follow her right now. I find often people don't know where to start when learning about different abilities and Steph's Instagram is so informative and gives you real perspective. And also I have to say it again, her personality literally kills me. So please go follow You Walk, I Glide. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you learned a lot and guys, we'll see you next week. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.